Do you love to use oracle cards? Do you believe they can actually be used with the law of attraction to change your life? That's the question we're asking this week. Welcome to the Mainly Moonology podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using Mainly Moonology, the moon, as your guide. Hey, and welcome to this week's Mainly Moonology podcast. So do you use oracle cards? Do you believe they can change your life? I love oracle cards. I know many of you guys love oracle cards. Actually, last week we were talking to the amazing Radley Valentine about oracle cards. I pretty much don't go anywhere without a set of oracle cards in my handbag. I really don't. Uh, until I had my own deck of cards, I have my Moonology Oracle cards and my Moonology Manifestation cards. Until I had those decks of cards, I would always have a deck of cards, usually my old Doreen Virtue Goddess Guidance cards or Ascended Masters cards. Um, I'd always take a deck wherever I went, not least because if I had a question, I'd be able to look at the cards, but also because a lot of my friends love it if I do them a quick card when we're out, if they've got a question. I love oracle cards. I take them everywhere. I use them all the time. But do they really possess any kind of power to read the future? Are they working with the law of attraction? And most importantly, the question I want to ask now is, can they be used to change your life? Well, let's start by having a think about what actually happens when we do a reading with oracle cards or with tarot cards for that matter. Some people say, oh, you know, oracle cards don't really work. They're just, uh, they can't predict the future. They're just a reflection of what you're thinking. And they say this like it's a bad thing. Like, of course, they're a reflection of what we're thinking. You know, they say, well, if you're scared, you pull a scary card. If you're happy, you pull a happy card. So it's really just an extension of whatever's on your mind. And it's like, well, yes, that's exactly what they do. (laughs) That's the exact point. They are a reflection of whatever state we are in. Now, let's just quickly mention one thing about manifesting. A lot of people think manifesting is all about just sitting down and making a wish list and closing your eyes and visualizing and so on. And that is a really important part of the process, and I've been talking about this a lot lately. However, it's not just the little wishes you write down or the big wishes you write down. It's also about how you feel about those wishes, whether or not you can embody what it is that you want to create in your life. And oracle cards are pretty much a reflection of whatever you are embodying. So just say you've found what seems to be the job of your dreams, okay? You've been flicking through the the websites where they have the people in your industry and you found, oh my God, it's the job of my dreams. And you pull a card. That card isn't going to say to you, yes, you can get the job or no, you can't get the job based on your destiny. It's not about that because you are constantly creating your destiny. You're constantly creating your life. So what that card is going to say to you is this is what you are currently manifesting. So if you've read the job and you're like, I can definitely do this, you know, I've got experience or I've got the passion or I just 
know this feels like a really good fit and you pull a card, chances are very high you will pull a card that says you can do this. The job is yours. Go for it. But conversely, if you are thinking, oh, I don't know anyone in this industry, it's so competitive, I don't really have the qualifications, obviously you're not going to be manifesting getting the job. Now, you might think, oh, well, obviously, but people don't realise this. This is what manifesting is about. If you go into a job interview thinking, I can get this job, you are going to come across 20,000 times better than if you go into that job interview thinking, oh, I'm never going to get this job. I don't, I'm not up to it. It's too much for me. I'm biting off more than I can chew, anything like that. So what the cards do, I believe, is they reflect what you are currently manifesting. Because as I said, remember, our future is not set in stone. I really believe it's not set in stone. We are forever shaping and molding what comes next. And a really good way to think about this is to think about oracle cards or indeed tarot cards as signposts along the way, along your path, giving you a clear indication of what you are currently manifesting. Are you manifesting success or are you manifesting disaster or failure. They are confronting, but they're also really, really useful for helping us to get in touch with our higher self that knows what we are manifesting. And since this is the Mainly Moonology podcast, let's get a bit of moonology in here. Of course, you can use them at, for example, the new moon and think, okay, these are my wishes for this new moon and then pull a card and you can see how likely your wishes are to come true or what you have to do in order to make your wishes come true, or you can see what you're currently manifesting when it comes to your new moon wishes. So let me tell you just a very little story about a time when I used Oracle cards. I remember I had a very big crush on someone and he was kind of interested in me and kind of not, and I was kind of playing it cool, so he probably didn't know if I was particularly interested and it was a bit like that. One night I drew a card about him and I got the Three of Swords. It's in the tarot. Now, if you know the Three of Swords, it's kind of one of the cards you don't want to get, especially if you're asking about a love relationship or do you want to get it? Maybe you want to get it if it's needed because, you know, you might as well have your eyes open. It's, it's got three swords stabbed through a very graphic picture of a heart with there's lots of blood and it's all a bit yucky. By the way, I am, of course, talking about the Rider Waite Smith deck. That's the, the deck that I first had when I did tarot. So obviously I was pretty upset to get this uh, three swords through the heart <laughs> when I was asking a romantic question about a romantic interest, not least because it suggests um, three people in one relationship. So was this a reflection of my fears or was it an accurate depiction of what I knew to be true, which was that, you know, I was definitely not the only woman in this guy's life and, uh, you know, the cards kind of opened my eyes to that. Now, that same night, not long after I had taken that card, all right, he actually called me. So I was like, oh, okay, so I just got this terrifying card and now he's calling me, hello. <laughs> and he was uh, he was in London. He didn't live in London. He was from elsewhere. He was in London and he said, oh, look, I know you said there was that really great Indian restaurant. Um, what was the name of that restaurant? I, I want to go there. It would be really nice. 
And I was like, oh, and I gave him the name of the restaurant. But it turned out he was in London with a friend, in inverted commas, who I kind of realised pretty quickly was actually a girl that he was going out for for dinner. So, you know, there he was asking me for a recommendation for a restaurant to take someone else to. And, I mean, that really felt like the Three of Swords. So what was it? Was it a prediction? You know, this all happened the same night. He was already out for out with this, this other, other woman, so to speak, not that he had any... You know, we had nothing between us that was – it wasn't like he was cheating on me or anything. It wasn't wasn't a serious relationship between us. But there he was. I was asking about, you know, what are our, what, what's going to happen between us. I get the three of swords with three swords through the heart. And in the meantime, he's off out with some other girl that he's about to take out to dinner at a restaurant that I've recommended. So for me, that was such a clarifying moment with how cards work. You know, it, it – for me, it was because I knew on some level that this relationship was going to lead to heartache and heartbreak for me. I knew it wasn't really a relationship. It was a relationship in my head. And lo and behold, there he was, you know, ringing up and, and asking for recommendations to take this other person out for dinner. So my take on Oracle and tarot cards is that they are very much a reflection of what we are thinking so in this example, I would say that the cards were basically saying to me, look, if you go down this alley, if you go down this way, this street, there's heartache and heartbreak ahead, but they're not our forever destiny because they can help us to make changes in our life. They are about showing us what we are currently manifesting. I was manifesting heartbreak because I was like, you know, slightly obsessing over this guy who was, you know, completely clueless as to really what was going on. And for me, that was a big signpost in the road to, you know, look elsewhere. Sometimes that's what the cards do. I have many other stories I could tell you, but I'll leave it at that. I hope that shows you how that was a signpost for me. They show us what we are currently manifesting. They show us, I think, what our higher self knows, you know, what our higher self already knows but maybe doesn't want to face up to yet. Okay. Now, in another example, just say, just say, uh, you know, if you had a, a job interview and you got the card that said adjustments are required, that's one of the cards in my immunology oracle cards, you know, then you would know, okay, I'm not quite ready for the interview. I need to maybe work harder on my pitch or I need to work harder on my CV or I need to work harder on the ideas I'm presenting. You know, just as if you got a card that said go for it, then that would be very encouraging to you and you would. You would have a clear idea uh, that the job is possibly yours for the taking. It doesn't mean you could just, you know, cruise through the interview and expect it all to fall in your lap, but it's a signpost. So, you know, it is the law of attraction because basically the way you're feeling is the card or whatever the, your higher self knows you are currently manifesting. That then influences the card that will show up and it's like a signpost. Remember the law of attraction says like unto itself is drawn. So, yes, if your higher self knows on some level that you're headed for heartache and heartbreak, it's going to give you the heartache and heartache and heartbreak card. For example, I just want to quote my lovely friend Colette Baron reed When I was putting this podcast together, I thought I've got to have a quick look at what Colette says because she really is the undisputed Oracle Queen of the World, and she says, and I love this, Oracle cards are a unique spiritual tool because they allow us to have a direct 
dialogue with spirit, giving us guidance and support on our path. So that's another way to look at it, that when we use oracle cards, we are actually talking to spirit. Although I suppose you could argue that our higher self and spirit are one. So it raises the question, how can we use oracle cards or indeed tarot cards to shape our reality? I think firstly, you have to decide if you're into tarot or oracle cards or both. I think it's important to decide because they're quite different animals. They look the same. They're both decks of cards, you know, and they, you both ask a question and you get an answer. May not be a definitive answer, but it's definitely going to be a signpost. Tarot is quite confronting. And again, I could tell you a story about why I gave up tarot, but it was to do with doing a reading for a friend and she got this awful, awful outcome. And at one point it looked like the cards were wrong and it's weird because the cards are never wrong and then she had a really awful outcome. After I after I did that reading for I don't want to go into the details, but I just thought, you know what, I don't want to do tarot anymore. So I only do tarot for other people if they ask me. I ended up using oracle cards. I prefer oracle cards because they really are much less confrontational, even though they can be just as telling and just as provocative. I believe they do them in a way that is less frightening for me at least. And therefore, when I'm not frightened, I'm more in a, in a better state to be able to use them and, and act on them and move with them rather than just sort of shoving the card away and trying to forget about it, you know, which is obviously um, not the same way that everybody reacts. Some people love tarot and, you know, are really good at facing up to all the scary cards <laughs> better than me. It's really optional. What I would say is if you decide that you want to use oracle cards or tarot cards to shape your life, one really simple method would be to decide, okay, what is the situation in my life that I'm trying to deal with now, okay? What's the big deal that's going on for me right now that's upsetting me or worrying me or scaring me or freaking me out or challenging me or standing in my way? What's that one thing I need to resolve, okay? And my advice would be to commit to doing at absolutely most one card a day for as long as you're going through whatever you're going through. One really nice thing to do can be to wake up in the morning, have a nice glass of water or hot water and lemon juice or coffee or matcha tea or whatever it is that you like to have in the morning. Just have that, sort of relax a bit, do some gentle yoga stretches, do a meditation and then pull out the cards, pull out the journal and ask that one question, what do I need to do about this situation, okay? And you need to commit to really listening to the card you get. So just say, for example, uh, you, get that, you get that card I mentioned before, changes are required, which is one of the stickier cards in my Moonology deck, which I'm never too happy to get because it's always a case that nah, you're not there yet. It might be a, a prompt to think about the changes you need to make and to act on them. And remember, you're using these to create your reality. So don't just go, oh, I don't like that card. That's so annoying. Think, okay, what changes do I need to make? And then I wouldn't choose another card or take another card until I'd made some of those changes. So it might be the next day. It might be a few days later. 
And then you might get the card that says a time to give rather than take. And that's another one that's a bit of a niggle when you get that. It's like, oh, especially if you, I, I got it recently when I was having a bit of a, a financial upset with someone about the renovations on our house. It's the time to give rather than take. I'm like, oh my God, what else can I give this guy? But I did give him sort of, I, I remember that day on the phone. I can't actually remember what concession I made, but I made some kind of concession towards cooperation, you know. You have to listen to the card and you have to act on it. And if you don't like the card, don't just keep taking cards until you get a card you like. The other thing I would suggest is you use your journal. It can just be an exercise book. It can be whatever you want it to be. But I would say, for one thing, write your question down before you ask it, okay? Why? Because then you can't kind of fudge what the question was, which I know I do sometimes. It's like, oh, I kind of meant this or I kind of meant that or whatever. If you've written your question down, you are then going to commit to the answer. And then when you get the answer, write the answer down. Write the name of the card down. Most cards have got a name on them or if it's in the case of tarot, you can write, you know, the ten of hearts or the six of swords or whatever. Write the answer down. Write the name of the card. If you've got an oracle deck and you're using the interpretations booklet that comes with it, make proper notes, okay, because it helps you to assimilate the information that you're getting from the divine, from spirit, from your higher self. Otherwise, honestly, it really is a waste of time. And if you do this method that I've outlined here, you will see that the cards will help you to navigate through any difficult situation. One of the most difficult situations I ever went through it's probably about, I don't know, five years ago now. And I did this method every morning. I got up and I would sit down with my on my yoga mat. I would do some stretches. I would do a meditation and I would pull a card and say, well, what is the situation here? What's happening? How's it developing? What do I need to know? And I would pull a card and I would Having written the question down, I would then write the answer down and I would take it really seriously. And it also helped me see how the thing developed. You know, eventually I moved through that situation, thank God. And, you know, I could see the way the cards had guided my way like a signpost. So if you love all this stuff, I'm actually running a workshop on Oracle Cards. It's actually a replay of a workshop I did a couple of years ago or maybe a year ago on August 23. If you're curious to know more about how to use Oracle Cards to shape your future and also about some of the really good spreads you can do. So instead of just taking one card, you can do spreads, which are really illuminating. Have a look at moonmessages.com forward slash oracle workshop. Moonmessages.com forward slash oracle workshop. I will just say if you are in my Sun, Moon and Stars membership, the workshop is free, so don't buy it. And if you're not in my SMS, my Sun, Moon and Stars membership and you'd like to be and you'd like to get this workshop for free, go to moonmessages.com forward slash oracle workshop and you can sign up to the Sun, Moon and Stars, get the workshop and then decide if you like us and hopefully you'll stay around and we're a great, great bunch of people. The thing is as well about the spreads I'll be teaching you about, as much as I love to pull just one card for one question when I'm in an ongoing situation like the ones I've been describing, you can also do monthly readings, annual readings. You can base them on the months ahead. 
You can actually even base them on your own horoscope. So, you know, in your horoscope, you have the 12 houses, the love zone, the travel zone, the money zone. And I'll teach you in this workshop how you can do uh, spreads based on your own horoscope chart. There are yes and no spreads. There are new and full moon spreads. There's so many ways to use Oracle cards to help you to change your life. So if you'd like to know more, come to the workshop, moonmessages.com forward slash Oracle workshop, August 23. And I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope to see you in the workshop. Lots of love. I hope you've enjoyed this week's Mainly Moonology podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe, give us a review, and we'll be eternally grateful. We publish the podcast every Monday, 4 p.m. UK time, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, and I'm afraid to say it's silly o'clock in Australia, but it will be there when you wake up on a Tuesday morning. Have a great week. Music.